today I want to talk about growing up in the faith. Last week I talked about one of the pitfalls that we have during our walk of faith and that was in the context of relational drama. And so today I want to talk about our progressing in the faith as we are taught under the new covenant, mostly through the teachings of Paul. The first scripture I want to go to is Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So in this letter to the Hebrews, Paul was telling the church there that they should have been teachers by this time, but yet they weren't. And in Hebrews and then other scriptures throughout the New Testament in his letters, Paul makes a distinction in his letters to the churches throughout the New Testament between carnal believers and spiritual believers. And so I like to think of this, the way the Lord has had me conceptualize this in my own mind is I, and I believe it is backed up in scripture, is that I imagine the, our journey of faith as a line, a continuum. And so at the moment we're first born again, that would be the very, at the very far left-hand side of this continuum, and then going across to full maturity, which would be a spiritual believer at the opposite end. And of course, we know what does that spiritual man look like at the opposite end of our faith journey? It looks like Jesus Christ. So And we know that that's God's intention for us, that we be conformed into the image of Christ. So that's how we know whether we are operating in a carnal nature or are we operating as a spiritual man. And that is when we look like Jesus Christ himself. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, Paul writes, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. So we are being transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit, but this is not a passive action on our part. We have a role to play in this. Yes, he's given us the Holy Spirit to empower us and to enable us to be conformed into the image of Christ but we have an active role to play in our journey of faith. Let's talk about how we progress in our faith. We know that the only way that transformation happens is by our proactive effort to renew our minds to the word of God. And we know that from Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed 
by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the way that we are to grow into maturity is that we are growing in the word of God. We are continually studying, we are meditating, and we are doing, most importantly. When we read a word, let's take, for example, take no offense. When you read that word, not only do you read, you meditate meditate on it and allow the Holy Spirit to give you revelation, you also apply that in your life. So you become transformed by doing that word. So in that example, take no offense. You allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate the times in your life when you begin to take offense. And so, and this is what will happen the more and more that you that you spend in the word of God and meditating on his word throughout the day, continually thinking on things that are above. Remember, we talked about that last week. And the way we do that is to continually renew our minds to his word. So as I think about that and I go through my daily life, we're going to always encounter opportunities to practice what we preach, right? To live out the word that we say we believe. And that's how we become mature in Christ. It's when we actually do what the word says rather than our default, which is the carnal nature, we act out in the flesh. So that's how we make the distinction between we act carnally or are we acting spiritually? And we all have many opportunities even throughout one day to take offense, right? So (laughs) this can happen whether we're cut off in traffic it can happen by even a, a conversation between you and a friend. It can happen in your daily interactions, whether it's at the grocery store. There's always an opportunity to take offense. But when we know the word of God, we understand that to take offense is to act carnally and not as the Lord would have us to respond in that situation, because as lights and as his ambassadors in the world, we are called to be acting and doing exactly as Jesus did. And that is impossible in the carnal nature. So in the flesh, this is impossible. But when we submit and surrender our will and our flesh to the will of God by doing what his word says, then we become mature. So, but we're not alone here in our journey to progress in the faith. I want to go now to a scripture in 2 Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to be reading from verses 1 through 11 because it's important, and this is the way that we learn how to put our faith into action. We read the Word of God, and most of the New Testament is actually an instruction manual because Peter and Paul were writing to the churches of that time, addressing issues that they were experiencing in order to encourage them, to instruct them, and to help them walk out their faith to perfection. So starting again, first, I'm sorry, that's 2 Peter, starting in chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God 
and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And here's his instruction part, starting with verse five. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence. So really, this is a proactive effort. Add to your faith virtue. The definition of the word virtue, it means moral excellence. So to moral excellence or virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So right there, he's telling you when he talks about adding to your virtue knowledge, it's not just worldly knowledge. We are talking about the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ comes from abiding in his word. When we abide in him and his word abides in us, we can ask whatever we desire and it shall be given to us. So that's how we perfect our faith. We perfect our faith in the building up of our knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let me continue then for... Let me read, starting with verse eight again. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. That's an amazing promise. And then finally, verse 11, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So while we are all on this journey, and again, I'm gonna bring us back to that continuum that that I believe the Lord gave me in my own mind, where it's a continuum from carnality all the way up to perfection, which is full maturity, which is looking like Jesus. That's our standard. So we do away with comparing ourselves to others. That's where a lot of us get into trouble. We look at other people and we say, well, okay, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm doing better than they are. And we really get into trouble with that. We're all guilty. And something the Lord woke me up to in the last two years is that Those people that I was comparing myself to, even in the church, I have no idea what their spiritual condition is. So why would I compare myself to someone that I don't even know for a fact is a real true believer when I have a standard that is told to me through scripture that my standard is Jesus Christ? So in 1 John, we've talked about this verse before, as he is, so are we in this world. That's our standard. And When you're walking and you're guided by the spirit, that's not overwhelming. In the flesh, it's absolutely impossible. There's no way we're going to look like Jesus Christ in our flesh. 
that's works. And that's when people try to do good things out of their flesh to somehow perform. And that is not what I'm talking about. This is about submitting yourself completely to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, growing yourself up in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, which comes from studying and meditating his word. But it doesn't stop there. We've got to take that extra step. Not only are we studying and meditating on the word, we are being diligent to apply that word into our daily life. And that is how we mature. That is how we grow in the Lord. That is how we become perfect men in full. And I say men because Paul wrote earlier that in in Christ, there is no male or female. So when I say men, I'm talking about men and women, because in Christ, there is no male or female. We are all one in Christ. So in order for us to grow up into that perfect man, we have the instruction of scripture. We also have the indwelling Holy Spirit that empowers us to be able to walk that out. And then we are diligent to apply this word in our daily lives. And that's how we become full, mature believers. And this is something that we have to do on a daily basis. This is what Paul meant by we deny ourselves. Every day we take, we make the decision to take up our cross. That's taking up our cross. When we say, okay, I no longer live. It's Christ who lives in me. I'm making that decision. I'm choosing to allow his spirit to guide me today. I am going to walk by the spirit today and not the flesh. That is a proactive, conscious decision on our part that we have to make every day as a believer before we ever even start our day. That's why we start our day in the word of God. We start our day meditating on the word so that the more of his word that dwells in us, the quicker we will be in our daily actions and our daily activities, the more, the quicker we will be to recognize when, oh, wait, I'm responding in my flesh and then make a conscious decision. Nope, I'm dead to my flesh. It's Christ who lives in me and through me. And what his word says, I will do. I hope that's encouraged you today to walk out your faith with all diligence and becoming increasingly transformed into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.